passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. Back on Green and Growing, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Check out uh, all the recent interviews and stuff I got going on over at 1250amthefan.com. J.R. Radcliffe, trending sports reporter for the journal Sutton. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at J.R. Radcliffe. You and uh, Mr. Ozarski also do a little pod together too, don't you? Yeah, we do. We've, we've peeled it back a, a little bit this year, the uh, the Point Forward podcast, which, which will be coming out every so often. We, uh, we've we been doing some videos at jsonline.com, just shorter bursts, uh, but, uh, but we'll still have that over the course of the season. It's not going to be every week, but it'll be out there quite a bit and uh and yeah we we look we look at uh, what's going on with the milwaukee bucks as often as we can all right in season tournament um i think it was a success from the standpoint of i feel like the players bought in um and probably played a little bit harder in certain situations than maybe they would have had it been normal november or december games so i think that's a win i think from a rating standpoint obviously it's a win people Mm -hmm. tuned in and we're buying into it uh, as well okay now having said that let's talk about the ancillary stuff that doesn't matter outside of to people like me. I hate those effing courts so much. <laughs> I just, I absolutely hate them. And then, you know, Jalen Brown is talking about, hey, safety's got to be first here. Um, and slipping and yeah. having issues with those traction. Ice drinks. With those paint, with that paint. And Silver coming out this weekend and saying, yeah, we didn't think about that. We have to make sure we have the right paint. But, but, that idiot, Silver. Oh, I really like the color, though. I like lots of color. Maybe a little bit more creativity. <laughs> then he went as far as to say... That for the finals, they're, they're talking about having special courts for the NBA finals this oh, year. And oh. not only just with a trophy, possibly, but doing some other stuff with the court. Mm-mm. Now, again, I got into with some dude on Twitter about this. And he's like, oh, Sparky, you know, people, people love it. And, you know, obviously it's working. The TV ratings are up and so forth. I'm like, man, so if the Packers change their color of their jerseys to pink, is it okay? Because you're also going to watch the Packer game. Don't matter what color jersey they have. You'd be mad, but you're still going to watch. Still going to go to Lambo. People ain't going to bail. 
So does that matter? Well, of course it does matter. Everybody's got an opinion on what they like and what they don't like. For me, I don't like it. Maybe it's playing to the 18-year-olds and the 20-somethings and the NBA 2K generation, and maybe that's what this is all about. I can't stand it. Um, And now he's talking about possibly bringing it to the NBA Finals, too. Uh, Your thoughts on the in-season tournament before I get going on some more stuff. Mostly, I liked the in-season tournament. I hated that the Lakers won it. That invalidated the whole experience for me, and I'm sure a lot of people. Um, I liked the courts, to be quite honest, but not not because I thought they were aesthetically pleasing. They They were not. But I will say this, that during the pool play, when you looked up at a TV screen and saw those god awful courts you knew it was an in-season tournament game it really identified it for you as as a viewer and it stopped being cool to me after a while i think i i would be strongly against putting those courts in during the nba finals i mean what's cooler than seeing the milwaukee bucks playing in the nba finals on the bucks court you know with all the bucks logos around i mean basketball arenas all look the same you know the court is kind of what stands out especially from a tv standpoint so you know, it, it would be, I think, a real loss if they decided to do that. Similar to how I think it's a loss that in all-star games, specifically baseball I'm talking about, they, they wear, you know, uniform uniforms where it's they take away your, you know, if as much differentiation as you can get is the better, you know. Cater to the people who are actually, who have followed these teams to, to you know, to the finals or to the all-star game or whatever. Like, cater to your fans. But, um I liked I liked the in-season tournament for the most part. I think it kind of it feels like it ran out of steam for me. Well, I mean, obviously after the Bucks loss, but even even after the final now it's like, oh, now you go back to the regular season. You know, we had this thing and now it's still December and there's miles of regular season to go. It feels like there, there's a little bit of a drop off. I don't know if that means moving it to after the new year, probably not. That would probably be unrealistic and you know, it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's pretty much it. But uh I I don't know. Um you know, it was cool that Tyrese Halliburton kind of had a star turn. This this made a made a moment for the Indiana Pacers and their fans. And Tyrese Halliburton is on everybody's radar now. And before that, he was not. Obviously, I follow him closely as a Wisconsinite, so it's it's cool that that he's done that. But I do think that the idea of it making a star out of someone is is also a cool thing and is something that could potentially happen every year. And uh, and that's it. That's that's kind of where I fall. So great that the Lakers can win all the, the the new made up toys in addition to all the other toys of being the most you know one of the most spotlighted franchises in the NBA. But uh, you know they, they they went out and they deserved it. They took it. So presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The other thing that's come up from the players is they want it to mean more than just money. They mm. want it to have some type of you know, regular season or playoff type thing. Now, I think everybody agrees you can't just give an automatic playoff berth. But I saw, I forgot who it was. Somebody mentioned that, okay, so if there's a tie for a, a playoff spot, a tie, the tiebreaker should be if you win the in-season tournament, you automatic, automatically win the tiebreaker, regardless of the head-to-head or whatever else. If you want it, you automatically win the tiebreaker. I don't necessarily hate that idea necessarily. Isn't the odds of that coming of up, though, that's right. not going to come up. Very, very small, right. Um, so I don't know necessarily what the in-season tournament gets you. Maybe the in-season tournament gets you uh, the choice of when you want to have home court advantage flipped to you in a series. Hmm. So, you know, maybe you're the, I don't know, the five seed or whatever. And in the first round, instead of the four seed having home court because you won the tournament, you get to flip home court to your advantage. Now, this does not work for a team that's the one seed, Right. But for every other team that's not the one seed, you can flip it. 
Now, and you could pick when you want to flip it, right? So you could say, no, I'm not going to flip it this round. I think we can win this round, but I'm going to flip it when I see the Bucks in the next round to be my advantage since we, like if you're the Pacers, I'm going to take home court away for us and be able to flip it to us for one round. You can't do it for the whole the whole postseason. Mm-hmm. You got to pick your round of when you want to do it. Now, if you win the in-season tournament, you don't make the playoffs. Well, too bad, so sad. That's on you. Uh-huh. But this that I think would be intriguing. Like, are they going to when are they going to use their flip uh, in the postseason? And now all of a sudden, that one to see that doesn't care, like Denver, right? Or maybe Milwaukee or Boston, like, oh, this is fun, but who cares? I, we just got now all of a sudden, now it means something because if the one seed wins it, now nobody can flip you and you're set kind of going forward. But if anybody else gets it, they can take home court right away from you. It's not a bad idea. I think it penalizes just one team and one team specifically that happens to get matched up with that team in the it, as we've seen in the past. That can be really random at the end of the year. So and it, it hinges on teams resting guys and you know teams yep. just maybe not being super you know I, I don't know you start you start to get into that stuff which I think makes it a little more complicated. I think with stuff like this it's usually the simplest solution and that's to straight up give give a team a playoff spot like at least the 8 seed and I know that's a big that's a big thing to to deliver but or the 10 just yeah. give them oh, sure. birth to the play in tournament. Even better. Even better. They even yes, I think that's that's fine or or give them grant them home court in that situation. I don't know. You can we could get into the weeds a little bit there but uh, yeah, I mean, so many teams make the playoffs, so I feel like you're, it's already a long shot that a team that wins the in-season tournament wouldn't get a, a regular season berth. I mean, they they already have a few wins on their ledger, like four or five right. wins on their ledger. So, uh, so that's that's not a bad situation. Um, I, I agree with you. Probably more than money, something something because the only other way that this is going to gain s- sort of stature is time. You know, it just has to be this thing that's respected throughout years and years. And we're not obviously we're not there yet. And it's gonna it's not gonna take like it's gonna take more than five, ten years. It's gonna have to be this thing that really develops a reputation over time. So without that carrot, I, I think you just kind of have to wait. I don't I, I'm the, I'm sure the NBA is going to be impatient because they have ratings to sell and you know they want to get this on front of you know in a in a package, a national package. So I'm sure that uh, that they want to hurry it up. And I, it wouldn't surprise me to see them make it a a you know a guaranteed playoff berth. You know, that it's sort of interesting. It's kind of like strike strike divided baseball seasons where it's not quite the same, but like for example, in 1981, when the Brewers made the playoffs, the Yankees knew for the entire second half of the season that they were going to the playoffs because they won the first half. So they kind of played like garbage in the second half. They didn't have a very good record because right. why bother? You know, I mean, obviously you want to improve beyond the eight seed or whatever, like get get on top top four seed. But uh, <laughs> I think that's that, that'd be just an interesting thing. Like, well, we know we're going to the playoffs, so we're just going to kind of chill for the last few weeks of the season, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. What what about this? What, what about adding another line uh, on the court? Because you're making special courts anyhow, so who cares? It's mm-hmm. not like you're making a brand new special court. So for the in-season tournament, make a four-point line and mm. space it back from the three-point line. Look, guys like Lillard and Curry want to shoot from half court anyhow. Okay, well, then at least reward them. You want to take a shot that far out, we're going to make another four, we're going to make another line, and it's four points if you hit it from back there. That would be something different than the regular season. You're right. As somebody who follows a team that has Damian Lillard, I am strongly in favor of that idea. Uh, I imagine Golden State Warriors fans feel similarly as as a team that doesn't have a shooter like that. I think right. that's too. It's ruining the game of basketball. Uh, yeah, I, I I think that'd be cool. Or you know, just any any real tweaks to the rules that are that are unique or different would be would be cool. I I, I like I like that idea. It's it's unconventional. They're never going to do it. But it, it's because these games do still count as regular season games. I think they probably would have a problem with that. But I, uh, I'm into it. Let's do it. Let's do the four-point line. I love that. All right, last thing on the in-season tournament. Do you like point differential to where guys are running up scores 
uh, at the end. I think some players and coaches liked it. Other players and coaches were offended by it and refused to do it because they're stupid. Mm-hmm. You play by the rules. If the rule is that, then you do it, regardless if you think it's embarrassing somebody else or not. I That just is dumb by not wanting to do something. Uh, but I like it. I like point differential. I'm all for it. Continuing uh, your thoughts, Jared. This is the NBA. Babies are worried about point differential and if you embarrass the team. Just yep. – I mean, it, it, I could see it arguing from a different point of view, like you have to roll up the score and that puts my stars in jeopardy because now they're out in the fourth quarter of a blowout game and I don't want to have to use them if I don't have to. So I could understand that point of view, but point differential, first of all, it's very easy. It's 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 There's no other obvious metric that you're going to use there without getting really complicated. And I just don't care about their NBA players' feelings about whether or not they get blown out. Like... Keep playing, and if you don't, if you don't care, fine, that's on you. But then they're going to roll up the score, and that's just that's right. just how it is. So, I, yeah, I, I it's a, it's totally fine. It's totally fine to me. All right, take another quick time. I'll come back on the other side. Want to talk, touch on some non-buck stuff, right? I want to get uh, J.R. Radcliffe because he's a you know training sports reporter for the Journal <laughs> Sentinel, so he knows everything. So we're going to get his thoughts a little bit on Jordan Love, the Packers, what he was thinking maybe in the beginning of the year, the middle of the year, and now kind of where he is on this whole situation involving the Packers and. Uh, and Jordan Love and what the offseason holds for the Packers and Jordan Love. Get his thoughts on that. And Shoei Otani's contract mm. is worth maybe more than the Brewers. Almost. <laughs> Almost. Uh, so we'll talk about that and the effect it has on the Brewers. And what about Corbin Burns, stay or go? That's all straight ahead here on Green and Growing with J.R. Radcliffe of the Milwaukee Journal Center. Follow him on Twitter at J.R. Radcliffe. Follow me at Sparky Radio. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus 